I'm expendable and I'm sending you on a voyage to fight for your life. I don't know. Excellent. I like this plan. Does that mean we are skipping this week's episode? Well, that sounds like bad news. Is that a segue? He's trying here. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Hello. Welcome to Cracker Classics, weekly podcast in which Joshua and I trample the segue to introduce the show. And somewhere in there, we watch an old movie and see how it holds up today. Yep. Uh, this was um, uh, this week. We're watching uh, Bad News Bears. Yeah, excuse me, the Bad the News Bears. Bad News Bears. Walter Matthau. Yes, it's the original. It's not the Billy Bob Thornton Whatever remake of We. Uh, <laughs> this is allegedly better. Wow. I say allegedly because I haven't seen either. It's a lot more nostalgia to this one, so. We'll, well it's older, so of course. <laughs> but we have Walter Matthau, who is. One of the best lovable cranks in the history of cinema. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not really sure I've seen many of his older stuff, though. I've only really known him as a as very old, crotchety, old crank. very old man. <laughs> and he's wonderful. Oh, he is in this, too. He's a drunk. He's a pool cleaner. Yep. And he becomes a coach of a Little League team. A terrible Little League team. Naturally. That has a girl... Tatum O'Neill, I saw. Yes. <laughs> That's a plus. Oh, 70s sexism. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how that is tackled in here. She's a all. badass. Classic childhood crush of mine. So is she like tomboyish? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's a girl on the team, but mm-hmm. it's a manly girl. Yeah. <laughs> of course. The best kind, allegedly. I don't know. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We haven't done many sports movies yet. No, well, we did uh, New Rock Me. And oh, that's true. We did um, Robin Hood. <laughs> I, I don't know what else is a sports movie. <laughs> they play a sport in that. It's like in Bed, and Broomsticks. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Uh, there was Croquet in Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> in Far Field here. Yes. No real sports. But I think Newt Rockney was the only one that's like centered around a sport. Yes. So just having a sport in it for a period of time. <laughs> so, uh, so Little League in the 70s. Yep. Good uh, times. I imagine, I guess. Oh, yeah. Simpler time. If I recall, kids drink beer. It's great. Oh, fun. <laughs> Shenanigans. So this is a sequel to Paper Moon, then. <laughs> Uh, now it's just the the classic, you know, kids drunk is funny. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Doesn't that perpetuate that whole kids these days stereotype? <laughs> when I was their age, we didn't drink. Uh, it was illegal. Prohibition. Prohibition. <laughs> I'm that old. Uh, in the seventies, maybe. Okay. Kid, kid during prohibition. Yeah, yeah, that works. Almost drag. It'd be like grandpa and stuff, but but it was illegal, so that means we drank more of it. USA, USA, exactly. USA. It tends to happen. You ban something, <laughs> and it just makes it more popular. It's a funny thing about life. <laughs> Maybe if we banned baseball, it'd become popular again. Oh yeah, yeah. I think there's a movie about that, isn't there? Baseball's illegal. Footloose, but for baseball. Yeah, basically. 
I've not heard of that. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I used to watch the crap out of this on Sunday morning matinees, UPN, because apparently the rights were cheap. So (laughs) that's not a good endorsement. Uh, Yeah, it is. I watched a hell of a lot of great movies on Sunday mornings on UPN. Okay, fair enough. That's how I saw Maximum Overdrive when I was 12. You're not building up a case here. Oh, yeah, I am. Okay. If you've ever seen Maximum Overdrive when you're 12 years old, not when I was 12. Amazing. No. Okay. <laughs> the, the rights doesn't really mean anything. I mean, <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life had no rights for a while there. Great movie. Yeah. So, we shall see. I think we shall. We'll be back for uh, intermission impressions. And a uh, home run? I don't remember. I think Tatum's a pitcher, if I remember right. Oh. It's been a minute, though. She's a pitcher, not a catcher. Well, she is a girl playing baseball. So it's a good thing she's not a catcher, then. No, she just has to be aggressive, so it's... Oh. Yeah. Of course. We'll be back. Well, this is a bit more racist than I remember. It's God. <laughs> Whoa. I'd forgotten there were that many slurs. To be fair, it's really just the one kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Who is just all around awful. Oh, yeah. He's a trash human, for sure. The funny part about it, though, is he's the blonde kid, but there's like three blonde kids, and I'm having issues telling the blonde right? kids apart. <laughs> They're all blonde kids with that 70s haircut. Yes. They're all short and skinny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just sort of funny that <laughs> yeah. one of them's really racist, but I can't tell them apart. <laughs> one of them's really racist. One of them's just absolutely terrible at everything, and the other one's just kind of there. That's true. Yeah, we have a few kids that are they are just there. Yeah. They don't really have any... Thing that makes them stand out. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this movie. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about it anymore either. <laughs> it feels very true to life. Yeah, it feels a lot more true to life than most of these usually do. Mm-hmm. Like it's, um, it's a little rough. Yeah. But having done a little bit of team sports around that age, kind of tracks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't have a, a coach like Walter Matthau, but I was also no. in the 90s, so yeah. smoking and drinking around kids was less of a thing. A little, little bit. It was at least more frowned upon. <laughs> yes. Whereas in here, that's all he's doing is smoking and drinking and mixing his beer with his bourbon. And, yeah. At least the beer doesn't matter. This is a great advertisement for all, all kinds of beer. beers. And Pizza Hut. And Denny's. Can't forget Denny's. Yes. And the Bail Bonds play. <laughs> Chico's Bail Bonds. <laughs> there's a lot of Pizza Hut in this movie, though. I'd forgotten that. Yeah, there's definitely sponsorship product placement. Just like with the teens. Which is, again, that tracks. There's usually... Yeah. Some local establishment sponsors the team for these city kid things. Yep. But the parents get real into. Yeah. So far there's been just that one parent. He's a dick. Yeah. Just a little too hard on his kid. Who sucks? And he just has to understand that his kid sucks. You know, it's really bad when a drunken grump is the most positive adult I've seen so far in this film. You know? 
You're right. <laughs> um, yeah, most of the other adults are just kind of there. Maybe asshole's wife. She was kind of cool. The one that pointed him towards the equipment shed. Oh, for the yeah, she was ten right. seconds that yeah. she was there. She did apologize for her husband and help him out. So that's true. All right, there's one good person, one good adult in this show movie. There was the uh, Miss Cleveland. You know, the sign on the wall totally said no alcohol in the equipment room at all times. Yeah. And she did offer to hold his beer while he signed the, <laughs> the sign-out sheet. Well, that's true, too. She did not yeah, enforce yeah. the rules on him. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'd totally forgotten that uh, he knew Tatum from when he dated her mother. And, like, he had to recruit her. She wasn't trying to play. Yeah, that was kind of weird. I, yeah, I'm realizing I don't remember this movie nearly as well as I thought oh, I did. Yeah. Though I'm pretty sure they do recruit the guy on the bike once he gets out of jail. It feels like it's going that way. I'm pretty sure that happens. I don't get because he's kid been on the he's been held bike. back a few years or something. So he's technically a what is it eighth grader or whatever they are. It's gotta be less than that. Sixth sixth grader. Yeah, because oh, yeah, the one kid was beat up by the seventh graders. Yeah, so. and if Tatum O'Neill's going on twelve. Yeah. That's not 8th grade yet. I, I don't know what ages and grades match up. I have no idea. 6th yeah. grade, 7th grade, 6th grade probably. Since uh, probably like 5th, 6th yeah. grade, yeah. yeah. But I remember, I seem to remember something about that kid being held back a lot. It so makes sense. technically a 6th grader or whatever, so he can play. I don't get the kid. Granted, we haven't seen him since he got arrested on opening day. <laughs> but he's just there at the baseball field and decides to take his bike on the field, which is bad for maintenance. I understand why everyone was really pissed. But yeah, obviously he's like a Chekhov's gun. Oh yeah. He's been introduced and then he's just gone right now. Yeah, I mean, he lit Walter Matthau's cigar at the beginning of the movie, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely exists for a reason. He's got to be in here somewhere. I think he's the other ringer. Yeah. The whole getting Tatum O'Neill as a ringer, though, just seems... It's a weird setup for the story. I think oh. it's kind of sweet. He taught her how to pitch when he was dating her mom. and That part of it's nice, but just yeah. how we get to it. It's just like, oh, I have a thought. Let me drive across town and rekindle this relationship with this girl that I taught things to. It just felt kind of tacked on. They could have done it storytelling-wise a little better. Well, it's the 70s. <laughs> okay, fair point. The amount of cocaine involved in the writer's room is staggering. But not by 70s standards. No. <laughs> but it explains the slurs and the... Yes. It's, it's the... not maximum overdrive levels of cocaine. No, but... no. But... No. <laughs> it's definitely... You can smell it. There's <laughs> mm-hmm. at least a little bit of a positivity starting to emerge. Yep. There's this persistence that Walter Matthau is starting to instill in them. Yeah. That first game was really painful for everyone involved, honestly. Yeah. I get that defeatist feeling. Yeah. I still go back and forth on the forfeiting part of it. Yeah. The other coach had a point. You know, it's going to really eat up the kids. I mean, it humiliating loss will too but to just call a forfeit well when you're down by 20 and you haven't even had an at-bat yet that's kind of oh yes that's awful but aren't there slaughter rules in place 
now. It didn't used to be. No, it's because of this movie. We have Santa <laughs> Rue. No, that didn't come into play until like the early 90s. Of course. We didn't have them when I was starting out. In the participation trophy yep, era, yep. that's when we got the slaughter rule. Oh, participation trophies. Those are not in here. No. Unless you count a beer. Well, he hasn't given the kids beer yet. yet. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> We're just kind of going that way. Yeah. I don't really care for how convinced Tatum O'Neill to join the team. That was like a sexist reverse psychology. Yeah. I don't care for it. Okay. I understand it's the 70s and it's totally <laughs> tracks. Oh, yeah. But it just didn't but yeah. rub me the wrong way today. I buy that. But it's par for the course in this movie. And there's a lot of... <laughs> goodness. Yeah. But at least there was one line from Walter Matthau. Let's not bring race into this. Got enough problems <laughs> yep, on yep. our own. <laughs> the kids might be hateful, uh, but Walter Matthau is not hateful himself. He's not doing anything about the slurs and the hatefulness <laughs> of the kids. No. But that's asking a lot for a drunk in the 70s. Yeah. Just hope that he can re can unite the team regardless. <laughs> Those are my thoughts so far. It's it's entertaining, but it's definitely got cringe. Yeah, there was a few other things that I hit, and obviously the fact that he's being bribed to coach the team is a little squicky. Yeah, I was a little confused by that. I would think a coach gets paid in some form. No, generally not. Usually it's a parent volunteer. Well, that's true. Something out of the sponsorship or something like that, I don't know. Yeah. That begs the question, why is he being bribed? I, yeah, that's a little... Like, I know one of the kids' dads had to sue to get the team made and be a part of the league, which was weird, and I thought mm -hmm. it was the kid whose dad is paying Walter Matthau. The congressman or Yeah, whoever. whatever that councilman, yeah. whatever he is. I don't know. That's a little vague and just kind of backgroundy. Mm -hmm. A convenient story, it feels. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to mean anything or go anywhere. It might. Like, the revealing of the scandal will be a thing or That would be fun. Whatever. We'll see. You can do that. Yeah. I'm yeah. all for it. Uh, one of the other things I wrote down uh, was about the way the league is. It's not us. It's the boys. They want it this way. Oh, that was when, um... Yankees coach, asshole dad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that was true. I don't think so either. Yeah. At all. I think it's what happens all the time in politics, where the children are a convenient excuse to do what you want, because they can't say what they want, and even if they could, they can't enforce it, because they're not allowed to participate in all the decision-making processes, and... Even if they are vocal about it, you ain't listening to them. Yeah. Oh, they're just kids. What do they know? But we got to do this for, for the, the kids. <laughs> I speak for the children. Are you still talking, child? Shut up, kid. I'm talking for you. I got to tell them how to do things for you. Um, I yeah. know what's best for you. Ugh, I knew. <laughs> There's a, definitely a vein of that in here. Yeah. Which is so true to kids in sports. Yep. 
we say it's for the kids, but there's still that little underside of it's really for the parents. Yeah. It's one thing to do stuff like this for your kids. You know, it's it's good for them in various ways, but... And it's also terrible for them in other ways. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> you have to recognize that and know sort of that happy medium of it's good experience, life-wise, good social interaction, but it's for them, it's not for you. Yeah. So do you remember what happens? Aside from they win in the end, of course. Of course they win in the end. Um, it's taking a while, though. Like, I thought once we got the ringer, Tatum O'Neal, that we would win that first game, but instead it was just a one nothing loss. <laughs> which is progress. Which is a staggering I improvement, absolutely yes. appreciate the fact that they're doing incremental progress. Even if the increments are a little big, like, it's not just instant turnaround. True, it's, it's... not obvious <laughs> ringer. Yeah, yeah. I carry the team. yeah. And the team itself is improving as well. Like, we do see progress with the kids. And that was due to a little bit of persistence on Walter Matthau's part. Yep. <laughs> One conversation, we quit. No. <laughs> fuck you, get the fuck out there. Now I'm mad. Yep. And I'm going to get aggressive. <laughs> yep. And he became a decent coach. Yep. There's a lesson in there somewhere. Be an asshole to the asshole kids. It sometimes... It's what you need. Sometimes it's what the kids need. I mean, as much as I hate authority, there are times when it's very helpful. Mm -hmm. It's true. The problem comes when it's allowed to stagnate and fester after it's no longer necessary. Yeah. Authority that cares. Benevolent dictatorships. (laughs) Dictatorship sounds prolonged. Well, yeah. And overstaying its welcome. Benevolent authority, yeah. It's essentially service in power. Mm -hmm. Like, when figures of power are actually exercising said power in service of those they have power over, it's beneficial. Mm -hmm. When they're exercising that power in service of themselves, that's the problem. That's the problem. We might see some of that with some of the other coaches. When they've got $200 billion mega yachts, that's a fucking problem. Well, yes. <laughs> Can anyway. I just say, though, I like that the the evil team in here is the Yankees. Well, it's always... <laughs> I mean, the Yankees are the evil team. Uh-huh. Like, it just... And we just that's, uh, keep going with it. That's a fact of life. It, it always has sense. been, always will be. The Yankees are the devil. Well, like, these days they're less of a devil because they're just no good, but... Yeah. We still remember. <laughs> Never forget. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, shall we go see the Yankees lose? Oh, God, I always love it when the Yankees lose. I hope it's going that way. <laughs> if th- it ends up not being that, it's going to be a little disappointing. It was but foreshadowing. Okay. Me the coach, oh, we're going to go to the pennant. It'd be really cool if you were the other team. Yep. So I hope it happens. All right, we'll be back with our curtain call and the Yankees losing. Yeah! Hopefully. Oh, a strange little movie. Totally forgot that that was how that ended. Yeah, this is sort of the first of the, the ragtag team that doesn't win. That they win the great moral victory because now they're a team. And they have beer. And they have beer, yeah. <laughs> Red Stripe.
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we sort of ran the gamut of 70s beers. Oh, we had God. Schlitz, PBR, and Coors, and Bud, and Miller. But we ended to celebrate with, with the Red Stripe. stripe. <laughs> oh. That whole final game, I don't... That was a thing. I don't even know what the fuck was going on half the time. Um, I, I get Walter Matthau's approach of you know, everybody plays. Yep. Even the shittiest kid. Even though he finally made a catch. Yeah. Did something in there. Yeah. That's why you play every kid, because you never know. Mm-hmm. And it's a very team sporty kids thing. Yeah. Everybody plays, because it's not about winning, Yankees coach. Well... I mean, Walter Matthau was there for the first half of the game. True. And then he realized what the hell he was doing. He was like, oh, shit. Kids aren't having fun. Came here to beat this asshole, and I'm turning out to be just like him. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to not be an asshole. And yep. watch him become an even more asshole. Yep. Slapping his kid right on the pitcher's mound. <laughs> and nothing came out of it except a lot of judging. There was, yeah, I really just fell silent and looked at him. It's the 70s. You could still hit your kids and get, get away that. with it, you know, as long as it doesn't leave a mark lasting more than 24 hours, if I remember correctly. <laughs> but everybody saw it. Yeah, but if it doesn't leave a mark lasting more than 24 hours, it doesn't matter. Fine. Mattered to the kid, though. And that's oh, yeah, why he man. did the ballsiest <laughs> move oh, in the entire movie. Oh my god, I wish I was that kid. Props like... to that kid. <laughs> that is... Like, peak kid badassery. Like, mm-hmm. fuck you, Dad. I'm just going to hang on to the ball, and he can run all the around, the around the bases. Yep. <laughs> I don't give a shit anymore <laughs> because I quit. Yep. Well, though, there's a lot of there's like things outside of baseball that are sort of touched on, but oh. not addressed <laughs> at all. There's no conclusion. There's, like, why the fuck did we bring it up? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Apparently Tatum O'Neill wants a family. Yeah. And she would love for Walter Matthau to get back together with Mom. Yep. Who in the end we did not see. Yeah. She said she was going go to go to a game, and, and that may or may not have happened, but we never actually saw Mom. Yeah. I thought that was weird to talk it up so much and then it not happen. Yeah. They at least got buddy-buddy well, in the end. See, and... I don't know, I think... Like, there's something to that that I kind of appreciate because it let the relationship be what it was. It's about baseball. True. Like, she wanted more out of it, but that's not the relationship that he's good with. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and ultimately, yeah, next year he's going to teach her how to hit. That's true. Their relationship is around baseball, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need to be her daddy. But there'll still be a little bit of that in the context of baseball. Yeah, Yeah, but it's, I don't know... Maybe I'm reading too much into the whole thing, but kind of how that struck me. I can see that. It makes more sense than me going, why are we bringing up this jet when it just goes back to baseball? It's because that's all the relationship is. Yeah. And don't make more out of it. You might be surprised as to how much you do get out of it by confining it to what it is. Keeping it to what it is, exactly. Right. You know, a motorbike kid... Jackie Earl Haley. Yes. Why does he always play a fucking tool? Um, have you seen the kid? Yes. I rest He's my case. A tool. <laughs> At least in the day of the locust, he got his face bashed in. 
Well, I mean, he moves on from stuff like this to Rorschach and the reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, so, uh... <laughs> once he grows up, he gets better. <laughs> My God, he was all. Oh no, bad. he's always kind of a. Well, true. Yeah, Rorschach, and yeah. Yeah, he's he's just got that vibe to him. I mean, he always has, always will. I don't know how much of that is like us forcing him into that box because he's just kind of creepy. Mm. But yeah, <laughs> I just didn't care for his ego, the um, smug nature, the end. At least he sort of came around a little bit towards the end. Yeah, but the whole way through he was, I'm hot shit. I'm the best at everything, but you all are not privy to my bestness. Yeah. He at least decided to go on the one team that really could have used him instead of just another team of... Well, he did it out of spite. Yes, I know he did it out of spite. (laughs) But it worked out. Yeah. It kind of made him a little bit of a better person, sort of. Sometimes spite is a good motivation. (laughs) Oh, yes. I'm totally with you on that. Definitely. Uh, I like how the kids decided to... uh, not engage with him at all. Yeah, that was good. That helps to soften his ego at least a little bit. Yep. I mean, he was still a full of himself asshole at the end of the movie, but he at least he was part of the team. Yes. The team was full of a bunch of little shits, and it he wasn't, fit right in. It wasn't just the <laughs> Kelly show. Yeah. This is a strange movie. It's not bad. No, I still love it. It's... I still very much enjoy today. it. Oh, a lot oh of God, yes. Of it. I mean, talking about 11-year-old on the pill, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought that was cool and progressive, though. An 11-year-old, though? It, that's, that's a little bit much. Yeah, yeah. But, actually, false <laughs> math, though, don't ever say that <laughs> word. <laughs> yeah, but it's the 70s. It's still new, yep. isn't it? <laughs> well, you're right, 11 is a... Bit early. Definitely, yeah. He might be uh, going through changes, but hopefully he wouldn't be engaging in things that would require you to be on the pill. I would certainly I would hope, hope not. not. <sighs> but then we have the uh, quote-unquote date. <laughs> going to the Rolling Stones cut. And he totally sharked her on that, too. That's mm-hmm. Yep, he pretends he's... I mean, I mean, he's obviously kicking ass at air hockey, but then he lets her score a few points before they make the bat. Yeah, yeah, he, he totally sharked her. Yeah. Totally hustled her. <laughs> and just for a date. Yeah. When I don't really know how interested you really are in her, because it didn't really come up again. No, like there was didn't. the date which we didn't see. We didn't see it. We didn't like. We heard nothing about it. Yeah, and it just yeah. And it didn't seem like anything. It was just an excuse to, Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Again, another thing in this movie that's in there, but I don't really get why. There are so many setups without payoffs. It just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but maybe that's the point of this movie. I still love it. I still love it. It's so endearing. There is an entertaining feel-good vibe somehow at the end of this, <laughs> despite a lot of cringe and well, there's a lot of toxicity and negative Oh, stuff. yes. Coming from children, mostly, mm-hmm. which is, just adds a layer of creepiness to it that... It's got reality. <sighs> it's so damn true. That, yeah. You know, it, kids in the 70s, I totally believe that they oh, all absolutely. acted like this. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. <laughs> they still kind of acted like it in the 90s when I was a kid. Right? Just without the beer <laughs> and the smoking. 
I guess you weren't hanging out with the right crowd. Um. Small town. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there was nothing to do, but there was still parents around who were not going to let you do that. You by the let 90s, your parents control your life like that? Uh, it's, by the 90s, there was a lot more of a societal change. Yeah, helicopter parents were coming. Exactly. There was less of a laissez-faire child raising. Yeah. Any parents around were like, yeah, it takes a village. But yeah, I guess by the nineties. I mean, I I do have what ten years on you. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. There's a big shift between our age groups. A little bit. Yeah. It's by the nineties we started to realize, oh, maybe yeah, we should start being like parents. And then we were be home when the street lights turn on is no longer good enough. That was still kind of a thing, but there was people watching you. To make sure that you were actually were home by the time the streetlights came on, instead of just saying it. And then, and then, and then the streetlights come on and go, where's my kid? Uh. 3 a.m. Do you know where your children are? I told you last night? No! <laughs> yeah, a little culture shock in this movie, I guess. Just generationally speaking. I see I was close enough to it, it didn't really... <laughs> I, I there, there wasn't that much shock. <laughs> I see it, but it's still like, damn. <laughs> Kids just got away with more. Yeah. I'd say that my generation is so damn lucky with the things we get away with. I never got away with shit like that. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. Most kids I know didn't start smoking until they were 13, 14, you know, so... <laughs> couple started at 12. So they get you. Look them when they're young. Well, I mean, you know, in the older generations, kids would start smoking eight, nine years old, so. As they emerged from the coal mines. Yep. They were a hard day's work. Yep. It's always nice to have a cigarette while you're covered in coal dust. It's not dangerous. Is that why we're bringing back child labor, so that we can get cigarettes smoking up again? Hook the next generation. Ugh. This should be the extent of child labor. Playing baseball, maybe a little side gig of selling maps to stars' homes or, <laughs> you know, helping clean pools, but that should be the extent of hustling it. Hustling air hockey. Well, that's sort of a strike against. You don't need the kids to be hustling. Why not? That's a bad example for the younger children. Try to get on that hustle, yo. <laughs> now start early. Get on that grind. Make your money. There was a little bit of gambling in through here. Oh, yeah. I'm honestly surprised there was no gambling on the baseball games whatsoever that we That's knew, true. That we knew of. Like none. That was quite shocking. Yeah. Again, you'd thought there'd been a little more between the two managers, the Yankees guy and Walter Matthau. Yeah. There was just that one interaction, and then it was the game, and yeah. there weren't really much in the line of stakes aside from we yeah, okay, it's a championship and. Teamwork, whatever. <laughs> There's a huge difference between the first and second place trophies there. Yeah, there was. <laughs> they were both obnoxious. One was way oh, too yeah. big and the other one was just way too small. <laughs> and con- councilman, congress dude, paying Walter Matthau. I, like, that didn't pay off at all. Yeah. I mean, he came and yelled at him for putting the kid out in the field. But that was, like, it. Yeah. Nothing came of that, either. No. (laughs) I'm 
<laughs> Jim kind of turned with this movie. There are a lot movie. of loose ends in this movie. I don't care. There's a lot I of holes, don't but care. it's somehow okay. Exactly. This is a strange like, movie. <laughs> yeah. It, there's a certain magic to it that just, it makes no sense, but I love it. I really do love it. It's the power of teamwork. I guess. And that hateful blonde kid. Oh, ended God. Up standing up for the pipsqueaky <laughs> blonde kid at one point. I loved it. Loved it. Didn't see that coming. That was nice and endearing. Yeah. It's all about Even if teamwork. you couldn't tell them apart until the one started yelling. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. I um, sort of recommend this with a grain of salt. I absolutely recommend this. Just get it's ready for the cringe. Weirdly enjoyable. Weirdly endearing. Weirdly sweet. It's Yeah, it's time capsule It's just sort of Oh, it's a very of, 70s. Yeah. It is, yes. It's almost quintessentially 70s. This looks, smells, tastes, feels, touches just like the 70s. Mm-hmm. In all the right and oh so wrong ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's fantastic. So yeah, there's there's that go, going for it. Pretty good in your opinion in the seventies. <laughs> well, don't know what else to say about it. So uh, yeah, I think I'm good. Yeah. Um, just ask you to follow us on Twitter at Cracker Classics. Pay us like we're Walter Matthau with a drinking problem. Patreon.com/slash Cracker Classics. us to run your baseball team. We won't actually run your baseball team. Maybe. Ian Who knows? Might. We might be good. Ian might. I won't. If there's drinking and smoking <laughs> involved, maybe. We'll talk. Check out our website, crackerclassics.com. Make sure you sign the check. Check's not signed. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Thank you, folks. Bye.